Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Beloved, we bless the Lord for the gift of life. We thank him for giving us life. And once we have life, we know that greater possibilities are ahead of us. I'm Apostle Leon Kofi, bringing you a word of encouragement this morning from the heart of your father. But before the word of God comes, be blessed by this song by Keith Williams, titled, I Believe God. God bless you. I believe God, even though I can't see. I believe God, He will do anything. I believe God, will do just what He said. Though I'm feeling down, He will lift up my head. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. This is one of the greatest statements we can make if we really mean it. That is, we believe God. And our faith in God, beloved, is so important. Your faith in God to believe God for who he says he is, for what he says he does, and to believe in his word and to hold on because of your faith, beloved, is so important to your progression to even your living as a believer, as a person. Amen. Don't doubt God. Amen. Do not doubt God. You know, one of the key things that we have in our relationship with God is our faith in God. Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How can we walk together with God if we don't believe him, if we don't believe him, therefore we can't agree with him. Because truly, if you don't trust God, if you don't believe God, if you don't have faith in God, it will be very difficult for you to obey God. And if you can't obey God, then you are in sin. Then where is the relationship? But this morning, beloved, your Father God will have me bring you this message, not to doubt, not to doubt him nor his word. But rather, I will say, I will say to you that doubt your doubts. Amen. I'm reading the scripture from Genesis chapter 18. I read verse 1, the verse 9 to 10 and 12 to 14. 
The Bible says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the place of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door at the heat of the day, that is Abraham. And they said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah, Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord also being old? And the Lord said to Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child, which I am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At that point time, I will return unto you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Beloved, God had made Abraham a promise to bless him and his descendants. But Abraham and his wife were childless. And for years, it seemed that the promise would never materialize. And that is how sometimes it seems to us also when we stand waiting or believing God for something and it's like it's all coming or it's long coming. Abraham begins to question God on the issue, his wife and him not having a child, you know, and he growing old, she also growing old. And it came to a time where Sarah, his wife, in the same spirit of doubt, brought an alternative plan that eventually backfires in that Sarah brought her maid Hagar to Abraham to have a child for them. But that wasn't the plan of God. The plan of God was that Sarah would have the seed of Abraham, not another person. So in as much as Ishmael was born, God said categorically that Ishmael was not the seed through whom God had made a promise of Abraham's descendants being blessed and be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. The plan was that through, through Isaac, Jesus would come from that lineage. Sometimes we do that. We try to help God to help us. But beloved, what do we have? What power do we have? What do we know? We know very little beyond what is in our scope or what we know. But God is the all-knowing God. He says he knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. There's nothing hidden to God. Indeed, he said even the darkness is light before him. And so God knows it also. I believe it's better for us to put our confidence and trust in God rather than in ourselves or also in man. So Sarah and Abraham ha have this plan of theirs backfire. Then they receive a visitation from God. The angel of the Lord came to them. Who is the manifestation of God? Appears to them to say that in a year, Sarah would embrace a son. And Sarah, hiding in the tent, hearing them speaking to Abraham, her husband, laughed in disbelief. But despite her disbelief and laughter, what God had said carried power. And so it came to pass that a woman of 90 years brought forth a son. You know, when God says the thing, age doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. Circumstances don't matter. Nothing matters. God is God and he holds all things in his hands. He made a promise to Caleb at the age of 40 or 45. By the time he's 85, God gave Caleb that strength to hold on to the fulfillment of the promise. 
And there are some people, and you may be one of them, that because of the promise of God to you and the plan of God for your life to touch other things, you won't die no matter what happens to you until the fulfillment of that which God has ordained concerning your life. And I believe it's a word to somebody this morning. But the Lord who is faithful did visit Sarah as he has said. So in Genesis 21, 1 to 2, the Bible says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he has spoken. Whatever God has spoken, he will do. And Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. At the set time. Beloved, that is one thing you must always look out for. Because what often brings doubt and fears in our mind is time. When we think that it's been too long, when we think that it won't come because I've waited for such a long time. The issue of time always brings a lot of doubt and confusion and distress to us because we are looking at the, the logos. We are looking at the clock, the watch on your hand. But God is looking at the appointed time, the Kairos moment. So maybe, yes, you are 45 and something hasn't happened in your life which you thought would happen when you were in 20. Could be anything. But listen, you are seeing 45. God is seeing no age because even at 50, he can still do what he could do or would have done or you think didn't do when you were 20. And there'll be nothing missing, nothing short to you because what will matter will be the fulfillment. There will be that fulfillment. I speak to you today of everything that God has spoken to you of in spite of the time, in spite of the age, in spite of everything. A woman, 90 years old, brought forth, Sarah did. And the Bible says it was a set time that God has spoken to Abraham of. So in God's math and in God's plan, Sarah wasn't going to have a child when she was in her 20s. Sarah was not destined to have a baby when she was in her 40s. But did she know that? No. Do we know that? No. You know, God has set a time. He said, at the set time. He has a set time. And that's the Bible says that in his time, he makes all things beautiful. In his time, not our time. So when God is seeing that, you know, you are fretting at the age of 25 and he has a plan and that plan should come in force when you are 35, he looks at you and laughs because he knows that he will make it happen. And he'll tell you, fear not, I will do it. Fear not, I will do it. And you wonder, God, how many years will you keep on saying, fear not, I will do it, and it's never getting done? Beloved, he has a time. He has an appointed time. And at a set time, it will come to pass. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. <laughs> Somebody say, finally. And Sarah said to him, God has made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said that unto Abraham that Sarah would have given children to him? For I have born him a son in his old age. Her husband was 100, she was 90, and they brought forth their son. Hallelujah. Beloved, we must not be disbelieving, but believing. For where the word and the power of God is concerned, nothing can stop God's purpose and nothing has stopped the plan of God. The fact that it is impossible in your sight or in the sight of man doesn't mean that it is impossible with God. Amen. The doctor's report is a good report. It's a, it's a, it's a, 
it says what the doctor sees. It says what the, the, the laboratory sees. That's what it says. But God has a final say. And he sees the greater plan. And he has the bigger picture. Amen. So the fact that maybe the doctor's report says this. Maybe your blood test says this. Maybe the pain in your body is even speaking to you. You forget about the blood test, the pain. Or whatever it is that's going on. You see it with your eyes. But God sees something else. And God sees you according to what his word has said. That he is your Jehovah Rapha. And that he will heal you of all your infirmities. And all your wounds. And it will come to pass. In the set time and see that God has appointed for that perfect healing. It will come to pass. Until then, he will hold you up. He will preserve you and he will protect you. So don't fret. Don't disbelieve, but believe. For all things are possible with God. And with God, nothing, he says, nothing shall be impossible. Sarah could have missed her visitation that day when she laughed. Because it was as if she was mocking the angel of the Lord. She laughed in disbelief, you know, like a snicker of distrust. She could have lost her visitation that day, but God's mercy prevailed. And you know, sometimes God doesn't act according to our behavior. He just acts according to his promise. Amen. God knew what he, he would do. God knew Isaac would be born. So Sarah's laughter in us may be offensive and disrespectful as it was, didn't really matter to him because he was not looking at her behavior. He was looking to his promise, which he keeps because God is a promise keeper. You know, sometimes that's why people are blessed in spite of their behavior. You say, why is he, that this person you know, being so blessed, everything is going right for them when they are not doing the right thing. Sometimes it's not because of their behavior, but it's because of God's covenant promise. Amen. That doesn't mean we should also take on bad things. But sometimes just the mercy of God that is prevailing. So Sarah had the mercy of God over her life. And because mercy prevailed, God set time for Abraham's seed to be born, came, and Isaac was born. Beloved, having doubt, disbelieving God's word is a sin. It means that we are inadvertently saying that God is a liar or that God is not able. But behold, God is able and God cannot lie. Amen. So we must believe God above our feelings, believe God above what we hear, believe God above everything. No room for doubt. Doubt is an enemy to your progress. Doubt is a first-class enemy to your faith. The Bible says without faith, we cannot please God. For anyone who comes to God must believe that he, the Lord, he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Beloved, don't doubt God. Don't doubt his word. Look to the word and trust in it. Hear the word and trust in it. Hold on fast to it. Hold on tenaciously to the word of God. Because if you don't doubt and you hold on to it in faith, it will surely come to pass. It will surely come to pass. The Lord bless you. And the Lord's favor rests upon you. And may your heart be lifted up in divine faith even today and forevermore. Amen. Now, if you have just received this word, you've heard this word, and you, you have not even received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. That means that you have not received salvation which comes to us 
by faith, by believing Jesus, then this is the opportune time to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God who came to die for my sins. Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner, but I repent of my sins. Forgive me. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you, beloved. You are saved, amen, born again, and the goodness of the Lord will definitely overshadow you and get ready for greater things to come and for promises to be made manifest. But before I sign off, I just want to remind you to share this good word of God with as many people as you can. Amen. The word of God is good. The word of God is life. Somebody is waiting somewhere for your obedience. Amen. Somebody's life is on the line. But this word against doubt will cause them to let go doubt and begin to embrace faith, embrace their miracle, and embrace all the goodness that God has for all of us. God bless you and have a great day. Amen. I believe God, He will do anything. I believe God will do just what He said. Though I'm feeling down, He will lift up my head. I will trust you.